0: Hey Prospect listeners, we have another special episode and it's not because of me, it's not because you hear my voice again. Although our leader is still not back, Don Skorsky, but we've decided to go with a very special, special guest that we think you're gonna really enjoy. And I'm going to pass the mic over to the Greek, again, our resident expert in all things sports and crime, to be honest and better still, athletes that are criminals. Anyway, I'd like to introduce our guest today. He hails from Phoenix, Arizona. He is all of 10 years old, nine years old. Wow, you can answer too, you know, you're allowed to talk. But anyway, (laughs) but without further ado, our new resident expert, Hudson Pasternak, who's going to wow you with his MBA expertise. So we hope you enjoy this special show. And I'm gonna pass the mic over to the Greek.
1: This is the Greek. Welcome, Prospect fans. I'm very excited to have Hudson joining me today. Hudson, I gotta tell you, you remind me a little bit of myself back when I was your age. Thank you. When did you start to really become a big fan of basketball? And I think like me, you're a huge fan of the Phoenix Suns, correct?
2: That is correct. Um, I started becoming a basketball fan around 7 years old. I watched the Suns play in the finals against the Bucks and you know, I was really interested about you know, all the rules of basketball and you know, how to score points, that kind of stuff. So ever since I've been searching up like stats, watching the Suns play And now I'm a super fan.
1: Good for you. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I started, you became a fan in the 2021 NBA Finals. I became a fan and listeners, I'm going to age myself here. So please take pity on how old I am. I became a fan watching the Phoenix Suns play in the NBA Finals in 1976 against the Boston Celtics. I was five years old. And from that night on, I've just been a huge basketball nerd. It started that night, and it's been almost 50 years of me being obsessed with the Phoenix Suns since then. Who's your favorite player on the Suns?
2: Um, Probably Booker. I mean, once Kevin Durant came to the team, he's also another player that I love, but Booker will always be my favorite no doubt about
1: that so you became just a huge fan and started looking up stats and things like that a couple years ago uh yeah what other teams do you follow besides the Suns?
2: well you know i'm a big curry fan so definitely the warriors and you know they've been good in these playoffs these past couple years they actually won championship last year so in the finals i was all up on the Warriors, watching them, doing everything to be a supporting fan for the Warriors. Yeah. But I really do like both teams the same, but I usually go to Suns games a lot since they're my home team. So since I don't really go to Warriors games and I usually watch the games on TV, I'm gonna have to go Suns as my favorite team, but I really do like the Warriors. Warriors
1: are number two. Yeah. So if the Suns, and I I hope I'm not speaking this into existence, but if the Suns end up losing to the Nuggets, you're going to be a Warriors fan for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. And now, here's a terrible question to ask you because Uh (laughs) I'm sure, like you and me, you know, if you're a Suns fan, you hate the Lakers, right? That's just the way I am.
2: They're, like, no. Who likes the who likes the lakers i mean i'm just gonna say it my stepmom always doesn't want me to say this but i'm gonna say it i hate the lakers
1: we're gonna be friends for a long time man <laughs> you hudson you know that um, <laughs> yeah i was furious when i saw the
2: warriors lost by five yes um they i think the warriors shot like 50 something threes
1: yeah they um, shut, they, I know they had 33 point attempts at halftime. I'm not sure how ridiculous. many they ended up with. Yeah. I don't
2: know what they tried to do. Uh, wasn't the right choice and the Lakers ended up winning.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, number one, I was going to, we'll get back to uh, both our mutual hatred for the Lakers. But what I was going to ask you is, what happens if God forbid the Suns lose to the Nuggets and the Warriors lose to the Lakers? Who are you going to root for the rest of the way?
2: Probably, honestly, the Sixers. Yeah. Um, you know, they've been actually pretty good. Swept Brooklyn, I yes. believe. Um But even with Embiid getting hurt, it's ridiculous because they won a game against Boston without Embiid. I never thought it was possible. And James Harden had like a career high for the playoffs, 45 points. Sensational.
1: Sensational is a great way to put it. I was blown away by that game. I thought that Harden was incredible. I also thought that Boston, I I mean, no disrespect. Philly went into Boston and took that game. But if you're the Boston Celtics, boy, you have to be hurting right now, knowing that you lost home court advantage to a team missing the most valuable player. Right. So the Sixers are your break glass in case of emergency team to to root for. Bad things happen out here in the Western Conference. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, and other than Warriors and Suns, if anything bad happens to them, I honestly don't really care who I'd root for. Of course, I just said the Sixers, but if the Sixers lose to Boston, which is ridiculous, (laughs) (laughs) then I would probably go... New York.
1: The Knicks, huh? Yeah.
2: And, you know, I would never go for Boston for some reason. I don't know why. I just don't like It's weird.
1: What do you think about making it against the law to be a Laker fan outside of Los Angeles?
2: Oh, my God. I'm totally with you. you with I'm me I'm so that? happy on what you just said. <laughs> Probably going to tell that to all of my friends that you should not be a Laker fan if you have not lived in LA. I,
1: I lo- I, cha- let's change the laws. I'll, I'm going to yeah, contact the our senators as soon as we finish up this podcast today. Uh, you and I are going to start this and we're going to see what we can do to get the legalities changed. Okay. But yes, anti Lakers, anti bandwagon fans. So, did you catch any of the game last night, the LA and Golden State game? We'll get to the Sun series in a little bit. I, I it's still a little bit painful and raw for me to talk yeah. about. So let's talk about some other series first. Um,
2: well, I mean, I watched the highlights this morning, didn't get to watch the game, but um, Warriors shot a bunch of threes, didn't hit a lot of them. Yeah. But there's one highlight that got me like weirded out. I don't know how it happened, but Jordan Poole had the ball. Um, He got fouled at the three point line, like fell down to the ground. He hit the three. That hardly ever happens. A four point play. Yep. I rarely see that.
1: That was that crazy shot from like 35 feet, right? Yep, I yeah. remember that. It's like
2: a logo shot. Yes, yeah,
1: so it, it a logo shot. That's yeah. a great term for it. What I know Jordan Poole's getting criticized a little bit this morning for the last three-point shot that he took to try to tie the game. What did you think of that shot?
2: I mean, it wasn't a bad shot. It's just it didn't go in. I mean, yeah. sometimes it's a perfect shot, but it doesn't go in. Like, if I play NBA 2K and I... Mm, make a perfect release and it doesn't go in, I'm all weirded out, but you shouldn't be. Like some shots just don't go in. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like it was a good shot, but didn't fall.
1: So let me ask you going forward, the rest of the series, LA Golden State, how do you see it shaking out?
2: LeBron James, he's nearing the end of his career. So I think he has to make it count the series if he wants to win probably his last ring of his career LA is gonna put up a fight definitely um my prognostication is game six warriors
1: win I I would not mind seeing the Lakers get knocked out on their home floor in six games that sounds pretty good to me
2: I honestly would probably go Denver because I know like the Joker ridiculous
1: I love the Joker
2: triple-double, he is the definition of triple-double.
1: Yes, he is. He's
2: he's a big man that can obviously get boards and points, but you rarely see big men that are good playmakers. Yeah. So, um, Jokic is one of those guys that is really rare, but at the same time, Amazing. Yeah. Um, so honestly, if that ever happens, I would probably see Denver winning. Honestly. Yeah. And then you got Jamal Murray, who has been a beast in the playoffs. Game one against Phoenix. Oh,
1: that was a rough oh, one to watch.
2: Rough one. Yeah. Um, he was I don't mind. I don't even know how to describe it. He was so good.
1: Yeah. You know, there's there's a term for it. A few years ago, I'm sure you remember, well, gosh, you were all of what, six years old, so you might not remember this, but in the 2020 playoffs, when they did the bubble down in Orlando because of COVID, Jamal Murray had one of the best playoffs I've ever seen. And there was a nickname coined for his performance and it was Bubble Murray because of the way he played in that bubble in Orlando and the way he's playing right now is bringing back nightmares of Bubble Murray for me. Bubble Murray is a yeah. very 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 dominant basketball player.
2: And you know, I think the reason why he was so good in that bubble like era is because because they weren't playing in their actual arena with actual fans. There's just fans watching online. He didn't feel, you know, the pressure of upsetting the fans if he misses like a shot that could potentially win the game but i did actually watch a few highlights of him yeah so i mind blowing
0: yeah
1: so he was amazing he's a great player (laughs) and i guess we've Put it off long enough. Let's just rip the band-aid off and let's talk about the first couple games of the Suns and the Nuggets. Yeah. I know it's painful. Very painful.
2: painful. No. I'm hurting inside talking about this. Yes,
1: (laughs) I'm hurting inside and outside. My friends honestly know not this is probably only the first or second time I'm talking about it because my friends know not to bring it up to me because it's just too raw and I'll get too upset. So This is a safe place for both of us. Let's let it all out. Let's let our pain out. Let our pain out. I'll give you my thoughts of what I've seen the first two games. And it's something that hurts for me to say this, but after watching the first two games, I feel like the Denver Nuggets are a better basketball team than we are. And I feel that, unfortunately, it's not really our fault. The Nuggets have been together for years, you know, at least. We've been together now for, including this series, uh, I think the total is 16 games. You know, we're we're trying, and this is a, I, a son's Homer making as many excuses as possible for his basketball team, but I'm still gonna make them. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're we're learning, we're going through things right now as a team that you would normally go through during training camp or like the first month of the season, and we're trying to go through these growing pains in the playoffs. So that's not good. I think the trade robbed us of our depth and now we have, what, really four guys you can count on um, with Booker, Durant, Ayton, and Paul. And we just lost one of those four, for maybe the rest of the series. Our bench is on, each guy from the bench is on a, a, a milk carton in the grocery store right now, because they're missing. It's just, it's a very, very, very ugly start to this series. And I don't know if we can turn it around. What do you think?
2: Um, well, the first thing I want to bring up is the Sun's bench. Yes. You know, they gotta, next season, they gotta do something about it. Yes. It's, Probably the one major flaw about this amazing basketball team. Um, you know, I can understand them losing the first two games. The Nuggets are really good. They just got to get used to playing such a good team. And, you know, they've played them multiple times in the regular season, but they feel the pressure in the playoffs.
1: Yeah.
2: It Both games in... This series so far, I don't think the Suns have made it to triple digits,
1: right? I think the first game they did, it was oh. one twenty five to one oh seven, but it oh, was yeah. it was late, it was, it was you know garbage yeah. time. And they then got the Suns up. Suns scored
2: eighty seven last yeah. game. Yeah. I don't know how bad they they choked in the fourth quarter. That
1: that was you know, and I I do I I'm sure you probably remember this just like I do. But the second I saw Chris Paul grabbing at his groin. I knew we were in deep trouble. And you know, the score at the time he got hurt near the end of the third quarter.
2: I think they were up by eight. We were
1: up by eight, yeah. And then we proceeded to get outscored by 20 points in the last quarter plus two minutes, I think it was. You could see just how devastating an injury that is for us, especially because, and I, I don't mean this as a real big shot at campaign. I really like campaign, but he is not campaign right now. That injury that he had before the playoffs, I mean, he just doesn't look like he has any confidence out there. So now we're running with basically Devin Booker and Kevin Durant playing point guard, which means we're not getting into our offense. And it's just, it's like a snowball picking up steam, going down the hill. It's like, we're just, we're, we're, we're springing leaks along the way. And I don't know if, from what I've been told through my sources, Chris Paul's out for a minimum of the next week, so we've got to pull a serious rabbit out of the hat just to try to even this series up and extend it so we can get Chris Paul back for maybe a deciding game seven.
2: Um, And my other thoughts, Uh Suns are being whips, honestly. They, They have to toughen up because eight and one, he can't grab any boards. And you know, Landry Shamet. I don't know what's wrong
1: with him. He's just not a good basketball he, player.
2: No, they. I get Monty. If Monty gives him one minute, I will scream. <laughs> um, and this brings me back, um, to, I think game five. Yes, I was at this game, game five
1: against the Clippers. Against the
2: Clippers. Mm-hmm. They. He put him in at the moment where the starting lineup should have been in last like 30 seconds. Yeah. Booker passed it to him. He fumbled it and suddenly turnover.
1: Yes. Clippers ball. Yes. Luckily
2: the Suns did win by six.
1: Yes. But through no help but by Landry Schammett. Yes. Right. Yes. Landry Schammett was horrible.
2: Uh, and I, I got to admit that was kind of a trashy pass by Booker but we don't have to talk about yeah, it. He should have yeah, caught it anyway.
1: That's alright. Like
2: I... Sh- couldn't I should I could have caught that ball if Landry Shamit were me?
1: Yeah, it, Landry, I'm sure is a wonderful guy. I mean, I remember Monty Williams said it when we traded for him that, you know, Monty would uh, would love for his daughter to marry someone like Landry Shammit I'm sure you're a great guy, Landry, but my goodness, your game has your game has gone home for the summer. It's not a good look, and the bad part is. I don't know who else we play instead of him. I mean, do you you play a Terrence Ross? Do you play, you know, I personally would like to see get more time as TJ Warren. I think our our bench can't score and we've got a guy like TJ Warren who could score in his sleep sitting on the bench. I think it's time to break him out. What do you think?
2: Yeah. And, you know, I think Monty's thinking he should play his more popular bench players Uh to see if they'll improve because... They, their bench players really need to improve, but the Terrence Ross and T. J. Warren are like their hidden gems. Yes. The Phoenix Suns. Yes. Um, Terrence Ross, pretty decent player. If he would have gotten any minutes against the Nuggets in Game Two, they probably could have possibly won. Yeah. Um, I don't want to set my expectations too high. Sure, <laughs> sure. And then sure. TJ Warren, like you said, he can score in a sleep. Yeah. Pretty good player. Same thoughts as Terrence Ross. He could definitely help the Suns win games. Yeah. So Monty Williams has to think about putting the, those two players in or else they won't make it far.
1: Yeah. I, I, I saw a statistic in the first round of the playoffs the Suns starters scored 90% of their points. There's never been a statistic like that in the history of the NBA playoffs. I mean, think about that for a second. They scored 90% of our points. That's crazy. That is crazy. And so you're really talking about four guys. Four guys scored 90% of our points, you know? So yes, Suns bench doesn't get it in gear. You and me are gonna be uh, sad, sad, sad Suns fans within the next week. Yep. You want to take a little quick tour of the Eastern Conference and then we'll come, we'll end the show with some predictions. How's that sound? Perfect. (laughs) Okay, let's, well, let's start here. Before we get to the the Knicks and the Miami Heat series, give me your thoughts on what I called the biggest upset in NBA playoffs history, the Milwaukee Bucks losing to the Miami Heat. What are your thoughts on that series?
2: Well, I think the main reason was because Giannis actually got hurt, but I feel like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton could have gotten the job done even with Giannis gone. I was going wild when Miami beat the number one seed. I believe it's the sixth time in NBA history an eight seed beat a one seed in the playoffs. And, you know, Jimmy Butler was amazing. Unreal.
1: Credit to Jimmy Butler.
2: 52 points in one game, 42 in another some sick and ones, three point shots. Crazy to think that, yeah, and I agree with you. One of the greatest upsets in NBA history.
1: Yeah, I I Um, mean, I can't remember. The the only one, there's two that I think are close. And again, these might be a little before your time, considering you weren't born before, during either one of these playoff series. But there was a series in 2006, or 2007, I can't remember, it was the Dallas Mavericks won 65 games that year, and they played the Golden State Warriors in the first round of the playoffs, and this isn't the Steph Curry Golden State Warriors. These were, they They nicknamed them the I Believe Golden State Warriors, and they actually knocked the Dallas Mavericks out in the first round. Whoa. There's another one, the Seattle Supersonics in 1994 won 62-63 games and got knocked out by the Denver Nuggets in the first round. Now, the difference to me is that the Milwaukee Bucks were, like, hands down the favorites to win the NBA championship. Oh,
2: definitely. You know? You know, and I actually thought it would go Finals, Suns, Bucks again. Yeah. And you know my prediction was Suns and 7. I like that. I was kind of relieved when um Miami beat the Bucks because you know that's one easier way of winning the championship. Like now that we have the Bucks out of the way, we don't we have to worry about less things. Yeah. Like it might be this is crazy. But it might be the Knicks against the Suns going to spit that out there. That, I don't, that would I don't,
1: be pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That would be, okay. be fun, but yeah. it would be, in yeah. In the
2: Eastern Conference, either Boston or Philly yeah. probably is going to the
1: finals. Uh, I think that it's going to be the winner of the Boston-Philadelphia series that goes to the finals. How do you see that series playing out? I know Philly got the first game. It sounds like Joel Embiid is back tonight for game two.
2: Wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, then in that case, Philly in either five or six to like
1: wow you're going big yeah. I like it I like
2: um, it definitely don't think game seven Jason Tatum great player think he could steal two, one or two games but yeah. I don't think it'll be enough for Boston winning Philadelphia has a bunch of great players you know you got James Harden who is yeah. like, amazing you got Joel Embiid who is Joel Embiid yeah and MVP then, the MVP right and then you have Tyrese Maxey, underdog player, but he can be great at some times. Yes,
1: very streaky when he's good, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, Are you a fan of P.J. Tucker, former Phoenix Sun P.J. Tucker out there?
2: You know, I don't really follow PJ Tucker. Yeah. I mean, he's decent in my yeah. opinion, but he's not great.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. He's he's a hard, he's a lunch pail guy. He's a yeah. lunch pail guy. All right. So as we're getting close to the end of the episode, let's have Hudson's predictions: NBA Finals, who gets there, who wins, in how many games, and who is the NBA Finals MVP. I want your prognostications.
2: Well. I haven't fully figured out who I think. Either Suns or the Nuggets, we never Mm -hmm. know. But final, I'm probably gonna go Phoenix, Sixers.
1: Okay, okay.
2: Sixers win in seven.
1: Okay, and who's the NBA Finals MVP? Embiid. Okay, I respect it. I think that those are very good calls. I am, as much as this breaks my heart, because as po- yeah. prospect listeners know i'm the biggest suns homer well i'm I, thankfully i have some competition out with suns homers you and i are on the same team hudson yeah. i'm gonna say the denver nuggets
2: okay against
1: the philadelphia 76ers and we have the battle of the MVPs between joker and Embiid. and joker the nuggets win in seven with Joker showing Embiid who the real MVP is. And now let me preface that by saying I love, that. <laughs> I, I love Joel Embiid. He deserved the MVP this year, but it, it would remind me a little bit of the 1993 NBA Finals when the Suns played the Bulls. Yep. And I Michael do remember Jordan, that? Michael Jordan got vengeance in the finals for Charles Barkley, taking the most valuable player award from him. And Jordan won the series and won the NBA Finals MVP. So now I'm... I'm yep. I'm saying all of this with a heavy heart, both uh, talking about the 1993 finals, I still have severe mental scars uh, from being in the arena when John Paxson hit that three-pointer at the buzzer to win game six for the Bulls. I think that was the only time in my life I walked out of the Suns arena literally bawling, like crying. And people were making fun of me, so I don't talk about any of this happily. I don't talk about the Nuggets beating the Suns happily. But if I'm gonna take my homer hat off and put my prognosticator hat on, I think we're looking at a Nuggets Sixers finals with the Battle of the Titans in the middle between the Joker and Joel Embiid.
2: Yeah, and I have like a few more things to say if before I, uh, listen, this just episode gonna is over. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I, we're not done. We're just done with our prognostications. I want you to just give me some of your random baskets ball thoughts um,
2: yeah so you know I'm starting to think Arizona is a heartbreak state for sports you know they've been in the finals they've lost like for example this is a basketball podcast but I'm just gonna bring up the Cardinals yes they yes. were yes in the Super Bowl lost and it's kind of crazy to think that probably the worst sports team in Arizona won a championship being the <laughs> Arizona Diamondbacks. Yep. They're actually doing good this season. Yes but... they are.
1: Yes they are. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. It's funny. They they're the team that nobody really thinks about and they're the only team in town that has actually won a championship.
2: You know as much as I love Phoenix I don't think they can win a ring this year. Yeah. You know they have to face Denver which is probably one of the hardest series they've probably ever played. It's going to be hard, you know? The Suns do have Durant and Booker, and Booker has been insane. I've never seen him put up up some insane numbers. In the first round, game five, Just a casual 47 points, 10 assists.
1: Yeah. To eliminate the Clippers in an elimination game. Yes. Yeah. I believe he is the first player in NBA history to put up over 45 and 10 assists with, uh, I think he shot over 60%. So Devin Booker made a little bit of history in that game that you're talking about.
2: Also, he almost got a triple double. I think he had either seven or eight rebounds. He's a shooting guard. He shouldn't be grabbing more rebounds than DA.
1: Oh, I think that's a. i've got to stand up for da here da is averaging 11 rebounds a game in the playoffs i mean i mean Da,
2: he needs to step up and um, he's not been doing great in the playoffs and in my opinion i don't really like him as a player you know I'd start Biombo over him. Oh no
1: way. Yes, Hudson, you I, and I have agreed on a lot I'm of things. I'm sorry, I'm but, sorry. But it's just Bismack Biombo couldn't score ten points if he was in a gym by himself. And so we've seen what happens when Biombo's in the game. All the Nuggets do is leave Bionbo all by himself and say, shoot it. And he can't. And that's why our bench is scoring. I think our bench scored four points in the last playoff game. And I think they scored four in the game before that. I mean, D.A. is, despite the fact he never gets the ball, is averaging, what, 16 and 11 in the playoffs, shooting like 70%. And for some reason, Monty Williams has decided that no matter what, We're not gonna double-team Joker. There's not a person on planet Earth who can stop Joker one-on-one. No Yeah no one so I mean I, I think Aiton is extremely underappreciated and I think that if the Suns are ever going to win a championship it's on the shoulders of him, Booker and Durant I think that's our team going forward as much as it pains me to say this I mean this is the third year in a row Chris Paul's gotten hurt in the playoffs and probably cost us our season so it's time to start looking for Chris Paul's replacement but I, I will stand and defend DeAndre Ayton until my Last breath because I think he's a very good basketball player and I think he is underappreciated in, in a right. big, big, big way. And now way. I'm
2: starting to agree with you because yeah. <laughs> that was a really good opinion.
1: Okay, By um, by your way. I know you have a few more basketball opinions you want to share though.
2: Well, this is the second time I'm saying this this episode. Something you to toughen up. I mean, yeah, I if I got a strained groin, I would still play. Because I play in a basketball league. Yeah. If I got injured, I would still play. If he gets injured, I would feel like he would just say, no, even though my leg is better, I don't want to mess up the Phoenix Sun. And, you know, going back to that Aiden thing, Aiden's the kind of guy, if someone would start over him, he would just be a crybaby and not show up to any games like Jay Crowder. Most players would try to earn their spot back to the starting five, but Ayton is not that kind of guy.
1: How do you figure? Have you ever heard that he's not a good teammate? Have you ever heard any player say they don't like him?
2: Well, literally everybody I know hates Ayton. Just like everybody hates Draymond Green, they hate Ayton. I, I, I personally, as a Suns fan, I like all the players, but Shamit, by Aiton.
1: Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I disagree with you on that very strongly. I, I, uh, You know, it's funny, but uh, just like when Amari Stoudemire was here, everybody complained about Amari all the time, and guess what happened when Amari left? The Suns' mate went 10 years without making the playoffs after he left. And you know what's funny? You know who really loves DeAndre Ayton and really wants to play with him? That guy in Dallas, Doncic. What? Yeah, the Mavericks want DeAndre Ayton.
2: Oh, and the Mavericks, no. Kyrie's got to go. They they cannot play another year with him. He's got to go. I mean,
1: they... Would you want Kyrie Irving on the Suns?
2: Wow, Um, that's interesting. Actually, no. So you're saying like Booker for Kyrie, basically?
1: No, it would be, uh, from what I've heard, well, number one, this is just Dallas talking. Dallas wants Aiton. Oh, yeah. And they think if they got Aiton with Luka Doncic, they'd win the championship. And I actually think they're right. I think if Aiton was playing with a guy who actually passed him the ball, I think it would be scary. And, you know, I, I hope the Suns don't trade him, especially not to Dallas, because seeing him win a championship with Luka Doncic would be the end of me as a basketball for him.
2: Yeah, and you know, Doncic can put up great numbers. Like he got this triple-double, I think greatest in NBA history, t- 20 rebounds, 20 assists, mm. 60 points to win in overtime against the Knicks. Yes. And then if you have Ayton on that team, then Doncic is racking up the assist totals. And Aiton's just being the beast down low.
1: Yeah, they, they'd be so... It, the yeah. Suns better not make that trade. They better not make that trade.
2: Yeah, and you know, back to that Kyrie thing. Um, Kyrie, not a good teammate.
1: Terrible he, teammate.
2: Well, ter- he's a good player, but a bad teammate. Yeah. So it would probably mess up the Suns. So I definitely wouldn't trade Kyrie.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think the only thing the Suns need to do is <laughs> get, get used to each other get yeah, healthy and they do Delance need another point guard Durant's only
2: played with the Suns for like 15 games or something yeah something like that
1: yeah you know who loves you DeAndre Ayton know? by the way Kevin Durant loves him you know who else loves DeAndre Ayton by the way Booker Devin Booker you know who else loves DeAndre Ayton Paul. Chris Paul. Exactly. And so that should Well, it's just they you... have
2: different opinions than me. They're NBA players. Right, I but, am an but, NBA fan. Ayton, I do have to agree with you, he is a fighter.
1: He is. But, and, and he's very talented. Yeah. And something else that you'll notice as you watch basketball for longer and longer times, the position of big man in the NBA always takes the longest for a player to develop. Yeah, always. You know, always. Joker wasn't Joker until his fifth year. The Greek Freak wasn't the Greek Freak until his fifth or sixth year. You know, DeAndre Ayton's twenty-four years old. He's gonna be. He's gonna be one of the top three centers in the league pretty soon. So, I don't think he ever gets to Joker or Joel Embiid status. But I, outside of those two, I think he'll end up being the third best center in the
2: league. Oh yeah, because so. he can't. He can't play make like
1: no he's Joker not a, no, and no.
2: He can't hit threes or like long shots no, like no. Embiid, but he'll be the beast down low. That's, yes. that's yeah. going to be his new nickname.
1: I agree. I agree. So I think you got to give our boy DeAndre Ayton another chance and you'll be a fan. If you open <laughs> open your mind and give DeAndre Ayton a chance, I think next time you and I do a podcast together, you're going to say, you know what? I actually like DeAndre. <laughs> I think that's gonna happen, Hudson. I think I'm gonna convert you. I think I'm gonna convert you. Any other basketball thoughts you've got before we take a before we call it an episode?
2: Uh, no. And I think I spit out all of my facts.
1: I think your facts yep. are, uh, Hudson. I I think you are my new protege. So I okay. think uh, I think you and I need to continue our basketball conversations in the future. Yeah.
2: We can name our new podcast two Basketball
1: Geeks. I like it. I like it. I think that it works. I think, you know, when I was your age, uh, just a little final note, I was a ball boy for the Suns. And you know who I, I just happened to be a ball boy. Uh, it, w- it was 1984 and it was Michael Jordan's rookie year. Charles Barkley's rookie year, Hakeem Olajuwon, all those guys that all came in the same year. And just through dumb luck, I got assigned the court the night that the Chicago Bulls were in town. And I got to play one-on-one with Michael Jordan.
2: You yes. did not just say that. Yes. So you're telling me you met the GOAT.
1: I met the GOAT. I played. He called me out onto the court, said, let's play a little one-on-one. And I can't say I beat the GOAT in one-on-one. Well,
2: of course you couldn't. And he's, I, he's he the also, He Praise also, the yeah, he also he's didn't
1: try. He, I don't think he took one shot inside the three-point arc. But the GOAT could not have been nicer. Gave me his autograph afterwards. And it was the highlight of young John's life. There's no doubt about it. Wow.
2: And you know, all these young people who uh-huh. watch LeBron, yeah. um, they think he's the GOAT, but... Yeah no one can match how good Michael Jordan is.
1: Yes. It's and, like and, someone,
2: I, the gods went down <laughs> to him and said, you are going to be a basketball player. He did just that. He was the GOAT.
1: He, he, and then
2: he played professional baseball, Yeah, which is crazy. Yes. An athletic guy who plays two sports in his career.
1: Yeah, and then decides after two years of that, you know what, I'm just gonna go play basketball again, and then he wins three straight championships again. Yep. The GOAT, that's all you have to say about him, the GOAT. Uh, For you listeners who can't see me, I'm giving Hudson a high five for his GOAT comments. (laughs) All right, Hudson. I think this has been a tremendous, tremendous episode of the podcast. So for Hudson, this is the Greek signing off. We'll see you next week. And Hudson, say it with me. Let's go, Sons.
2: Let's go, Sons.
1: See you next week.
2: Bye. <laughs>